0: Sometimes being good at a lot of things is actually a really big disadvantage for you. This is especially true when you're trying to grow a personal brand or even just a business online, because it's so easy to want to become like the go-to person for everything, but that isn't going to help your business and it's certainly not going to help your personal brand. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. One of the things I noticed as I was researching strong personal brands was that everyone was known for something really specific. Take a few of the people who joined Stu's Mastermind with me. Rachel Miller knows how to use the Facebook algorithm to grow massive audiences on Facebook for free without paying crazy, crazy amounts of money for Facebook ads. And if you don't believe that it can happen and that it's only pay to play, I guarantee you you're wrong. Trust me. I thought the same thing until I met Rachel. She can make it happen. She's amazing. Check her out. Jennifer Allwood teaches creatives to make money with their crafts and their art. So think Etsy sellers and painters and sometimes even photographers. We have some overlap in our audience. Nicholas Wilton is known for helping artists overcome their past baggage and make incredible art. Scott Paley is known as Scotty the Body. And I'll let you guess as to why that is. Stu McLaren himself is known as the membership guy. If you want to grow a profitable membership and build recurring revenue into your business, you've got to learn from Stu and take his tribe course. So when we had our first mastermind meeting and I asked the group how I could pivot into running my own masterminds, the advice I got shouldn't have surprised me. Stu specifically challenged me to become super clear on what exactly I wanted to be known for. He's known for membership sites and gets tons of referrals for that. He helps with all aspects of a business, and he's brilliant at it all, but he had to niche down to grow that initial audience, and I needed to do that too. Just because I can do a 100 different things or help all kinds of entrepreneurs doesn't mean I should market that, and neither should you. In fact, trying to be everything to everybody just makes you the family restaurant of entrepreneurs, and Nobody really wants to eat at a family restaurant, right? It's not seen as quality food. They've got a lot of stuff and all of it is just kind of marginal, right? This is why my original business, The Modern Tog, eventually started to suffer. I was no longer niche enough. I was totally niche when I started out, but as the market became more and more saturated with other people teaching the same sort of people that I was teaching, it was seen as way too general, Nitching down makes it easier to grow an audience. It's way easier to grow an audience because you can speak to them more specifically. My Rainbow Quilts account on Instagram proves it, right? Rainbow Quilts is a super tiny niche. Like, it is so thin. One, you've gotta be a quilter. And two, you've gotta like really bright, modern Rainbow Quilts. And that's just not the majority of quilters out there. And that account has grown with hardly any effort over the last few years, with me posting maybe 15 or 20 times the entire year. And it has just grown organically very easily. I often get engagement of over a hundred percent based on the number of followers I have. And it's so niche. It's just so much easier to grow an audience in a very narrow niche, right? And here's why I think that works is And this is a phrase I learned from Jason Gaynard from the Community Made podcast. He's an incredible guy, too. Definitely check out his podcast. It is probably my favorite podcast out there, which says a lot because Stu has a podcast and I love his as well. But I think Jason's might edge his out just a little bit. Sorry, Stu. (laughs) But he says, Jason here says that you need to have uncommon commonalities to connect with people. So what does that mean, right? The more niche you are, the more specific you are about what you serve and what you're known for, the stronger somebody is going to be attracted to you if they have that same thing with you in common. So here's an example. I roller ski. I don't know if you know what roller skiing is, but it's basically cross-country skis on wheels. That's what they're for. You use poles, you wear a helmet, you just do it on pavement instead of snow. It's got ratcheted wheels, so you can't go backwards, and they function just like cross-country skis. And I love cross-country skiing, but I can only do it for a few months where I live. So I've got roller skis. Now, I've never seen anyone else roller skiing ever. I mean, I hadn't even heard of roller skiing until a couple of months ago, when I think I saw somebody talking about it when I was looking up Berkey trainer training schedule things. And I'm like, roller skiing? What's that, Right. So I don't like to exercise really at all. If I'm honest, Uh, the idea of exercising for the sake of exercising doesn't appeal to me at all. It's just work. And I know that I won't do it consistently, at least not without a goal. But I love cross-country skiing and I really liked doing that regularly and getting fit. It's really great exercise, but it doesn't feel like it to me. It always just feels fun and it doesn't beat my body up in the same way that running does or lifting weights does, although there's no gyms nearby. So that's not even an option. Anyways, I bought myself a set of roller skis and I've been roller skiing this summer and it's been awesome. I really love it. And I was out on a trail roller skiing where I don't usually even see people on this trail. This is how remote I live, right? Sometimes I'll see a few bikers. Occasionally I'll see someone walking a dog, but it's really rare. Like there's not a lot of people up here, just some tourists and a few of us locals, right? So I'm roller skiing down the path and I cannot believe it, but another lady is roller skiing towards me from the opposite direction. And I was like, what? This is insane. I've never ever heard of anyone else doing it. And then I run into her on this path, right? And we stop on this path and we both are like, hey, what's going on? You're roller skiing, I'm roller skiing. And we had this like two or three minute conversation, like we were the best of friends because we had this really uncommon thing in common. And so we immediately connected with each other and talked like we were best friends. And, you know, I'm like, do you live locally? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, because I would have loved a roller skiing partner. Right. But we talked. This is such a rare, unusual thing to both be doing and to see somebody else doing it that, We both immediately felt a connection with each other. And now we had other connections. We had other things in common. We're both women, but that's not very uncommon, right? That's typical. I mean, half the people you meet are, if I'm a woman, half the people out there approximately are women. That's not enough to stop us on a path and to make us talk for three minutes like we're the best of friends. Like, oh, you're a woman? I'm a woman too. That's incredible. It doesn't happen, right? Right. It's too common. But when you have those really uncommon things in common with each other, you feel like you know each other. And this lady was in a totally different season of life than me. She's into racing. I'm not, although I do want to do the Berkey this winter, but not to race, just to finish and because I need a good goal, but that's getting off topic here. But we, we had this thing in common that made us feel like we understood each other in a way that nobody else would because we both enjoyed a really uncommon thing. And so, when we pick a niche for our business, the more specific we get, the more strongly someone is going to connect with us when that's exactly what they're interested or they want or they need. So, when I was teaching photography business to any kind of professional photographer, It was just really broad because a wedding photographer has very different needs than a newborn photographer who has different needs than a family photographer who has different needs than a pet photographer or a boudoir photographer or a head shop photographer or any of those photographers, right? And so I could talk to all of them on a general level, but it just never connected in the same way that it would have if I had been more specific, okay? So not only that, but the information seems more valuable because it's more specific to their situation, right? You're going to pay more. I would pay more for, well, I'm not going to pay for a coach, but if I would, (laughs) if I cared enough to compete and I wanted to compete in cross-country skiing, I'm going to pay more for a coach that's specific to cross-country skiing and roller skiing, then I'd pay for just an athletic trainer, right? Because I would assume the person that's more specific has more relevant expertise and I'd expect to pay more to work with them. So when we get really niche with what we're known for, people will pay us more and see us as more of an expert and they'll connect with us on a deeper level. So that's the biggest thing. And I i mean, it should have been obvious when they said this at the mastermind, like, what do you want to be known for in the entrepreneur space? And I'm like, I don't know, I could do almost anything. Like I build websites, I know SEO, I can run Facebook ads and I can do all that technical stuff. But I also am amazing at marketing and copywriting and encouraging people and like, all of these things, right? I'm multi-talented and many, many online entrepreneurs like you probably are too, because we have to do it ourselves when we're getting started. That's how we start. Most of us don't start with a ton of money to build a big team. We start by doing it ourselves and slowly growing a team as we go. So I really needed to figure out what I wanted to be known for And I felt like it could be almost anything because I knew I needed to be known for something if I really wanted to run masterminds. So I decided I wanted to become known as the go-to person for growing a personal brand. I was going to grow on Instagram, like I said, since i had had such success with my quilting account. And it made complete sense to me. Like, I totally get Instagram. I understand how to get people to engage and, you know, like my stuff and whatever else. Not that I've done a lot of that on Instagram because... I talked about why I didn't focus on Instagram. It just felt heavy. But yeah, I'd grown this business brand successfully with the Modern Tog. And I I just felt really extremely confident that even though I didn't have a strong personal brand yet, that I could grow a strong personal brand. I could take what I learned about growing a business brand and then take what I had studied from personal brands and put them together together execute it, and then become known as the personal branding expert, right? So I'm, by the way, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of crazy confident about my skills, not in an egotistic way, but I just know what I can do and what I can't. And the visioneering and the strategy part of me, man, I can just see the path moving forward. Like for me, it's so easy to visioneer where to go with my business and how to be strategic with it. But I needed to, uh, I needed to grow the personal brand, frankly, (laughs) So I finally had gotten to the point where I was ready to move forward and get out of that learning stage and actually start implementing it, which is when I discovered something, again, by Googling, oddly enough, that changed everything for me. And that's what I'm going to tell you about in the next episode. So thanks so much for sticking with me so far. If you are already here with me in episode number six, you must be enjoying it a little bit. So leave me a review. Let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can also connect with me on social media. I would love to connect with you. We'll get more into the nitty gritty present day stuff really soon. We're getting super close. But I just really wanted to share kind of my story and where I'm coming from, because I think it's really important if you're going to understand how I'm growing my personal brand And the things that I'm doing with it, you need to understand the influences I've had in my life, the people that I've been following and watching, and just really a little bit more about who I am. Because like I said, I'm also using this a little bit more as a personal diary to catalog some of this stuff for me looking back, but also in the hopes that you learn something from it and can help grow your business more strongly. So my question to you, what is it that you are known for? And if you really struggle to answer that quickly and succinctly and clearly, then I really encourage you to think on that quite a bit because until you can answer that and you can answer it really clearly and it's really specific, it's gonna be really hard to get the success you're wanting to get. Now, once you get going, you can actually broaden your base. Like you can start narrow and then as you grow that audience, you can broaden out more. And I've seen a lot of people do that. But you need to be known for something right away to get that initial audience and to get those raving fans that you really need. So that's my question to you. What are you known for? And yeah, I'll catch you in the next episode when I tell you all about the, <laughs> the next thing that I discovered that you're going to absolutely love. So thanks much. I'll see you there. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link That I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working. That's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business, and I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to and enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.